Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Church Podcast. We hope that the message today encourages you. Today's podcast comes from our weekly Facebook Live broadcast called Weekday Chat. To tune in live and interact with us online, join us during your lunch on Facebook, Wednesdays at noon. Enjoy today's podcast. Derek Skinner. I'm the high school minister at Plainfield Christian. And my name's Steve White, and we are glad that you tune in to uh, Touch Base. We, we think about what happened Sunday morning when we were together, and if you weren't here, hope you take time to listen to the podcast so you can stay up on things. And we like to touch base in the middle of the week just to, just to uh, remind us of what we were challenged with and push it forward a little bit, talk about it, drive it down in life a little more. So if you have questions or comments, feel free to make those comments on the online there, and we'll answer them right live if we mm-hmm. can, or what we will later. But anyway, we do appreciate you being here today. So this past Sunday, this whole month, it's about the clear vision of our mission. So we're at this very familiar story of the Good Samaritan. Uh, Even unbelievers seem to be familiar with that story uh, many times. And uh, it's a hard story to put into practice because here we have a man who went beyond the normal barriers of the day, and he broke through those barriers. This dirty, rotten Jew to the Samaritan is on the ground, and the Samaritan, who the Jews do not consider good at all, uh, is the one that ministers to the to the Jewish man. And so the challenge is, of course, we all build barriers with people, uh, and, and we have to push through to, to love those who are far different from us. That's yeah, the application, yeah. right? Well, and I love, uh, I mean, the this the whole section of it, loving others, loving others, how yes. do we do that and do that well. Right. You mentioned in there, Steve, you mentioned the poem, and I've got it here. I wanted to read it for you guys. If you weren't there, again, go online, check it out. Um, but this is the poem, and then I'm going to follow up with something. It says this, I was hungry, and you formed a humanities group to discuss my hunger. I was imprisoned, and you crept off quietly to the chapel and prayed for my release. I was naked, and in your mind you debated the morality of my appearance. I was sick, and you knelt and thanked God for your health. I was homeless, and you preached to me the spiritual shelter of the love of God. I was lonely, and you left me alone to pray for me. You seem so holy, so close to God, but I am still very hungry and lonely and cold. And I, I know when I heard that, I think, mm-hmm. Ashley, you mentioned it too. When I heard that, it, it, that is a sting because I know that there's definitely places in my life where, oh, man, I have done this. Oh, I absolutely. could have gone farther. I could have done more. And I guess the question then that naturally comes from the poem, at least, is how can we as a church be sure that, that we're not inwardly justifying our actions as helpful when we could be doing? I mean, there's more we could be doing. Always. How do we, how do we deal with that? It's a great question, and I don't think it's— ever completely resolved perfectly because we're dealing with people with real stories, real issues, and we can't easily understand those situations till we're involved. First, let me say, whenever we're helping somebody, I think it's really important to understand, is this a situational issue or is it a generational issue? Mm-hmm. Because so often, often, um, people in dire straits, it's what they've learned, it's what they're used to, it's it's just the way life is. You just you just go from hand to mouth all the time, and they've not been given maybe even the opportunity of how to make good decisions with their life or something. I don't want to blame it all on them, mm. but there there is a generational kind of poverty situation, and it 
and it's easy just to keep enabling that rather than breaking the chain. But people have broken the chain. When it's situational, it's, it's, a, it's an immediate need. We get involved, we help them, and just help them get back on their feet again, which is always the better way, of course. Yeah, yeah. But we don't want to pull the shade down on those who just are hungry and hurting. Yeah. So I, I want to say I don't think we always and ever get it all right. We don't. There's yeah. always the exceptions. There's always So I guess what I'm saying there is, let, let's relax in it, and let's realize to truly help people, there has to be some kind of, to some degree, if possible, a relationship established. Yeah. Because... Uh, but it seemed like what you were saying, too, is the understanding. I need to, like, go back to the relationship. Not understand. I need to understand where they're coming from. If I'm going to right. help them well... There's a lot of questions that probably need to take place beforehand. So That's I can exactly see that right. the understanding, and we want sense. to quickly just get involved. We're, we're, mm-hmm. We fear and we get too close. Mm. Uh, it, we, we even we even fear sometimes our heart being torn up if we hear too much of the story, yeah. and so we don't want to feel that way. And 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 well, we can't fix everything. I've heard I've heard too that a lot of times we are we are more ready and willing to do the one time big. I will make the one-time big G- jump, and, and here's the one-time big gift. But when it comes to the day-in, day-out, walking with this person long-term, that's the one where it's time to, I don't know if I can do it's that. It's a price that, to pay it's for that. demanding. It's very It demanding. is demanding, and it's hard to do. Yeah. But that doesn't take away from the things that, the immediate things just that we can do to bless right away. They don't even mm-hmm. have to do big things, just small things. To, you know, it takes so little to just encourage somebody. When we did the $100 gift card giveaway at Christmas, yeah, I mean, some of those were given to people who are in dire straits. But to be given that gift card was like gold to them. Yeah. And I think people feel that way when we when we bless them or give for them. I do like, like what you said um, in the sermon. Again, go back, watch it. It was just really challenging. It was the questions. There was the almost right question, the wrong question. And I would say even in this, it seems like that came out again yeah. to me, even as we're mentioning this with the church, the inwardly focused, how can I easily justify my actions? I, I go back to think um, dieting and working out. I've told some, some people this. What I want to try to do is I want, if I could eat well, work out, and get good sleep, how it would ch- transform my life. I do those things. And usually what happens, and I'm, maybe you're in the same boat, is when I work out, I use that to justify eating poorly. <laughs> like I now have clear... Derek, I do. It's terrible. I, yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but that's usually what it is. It's like I can justify. And I think sometimes when it comes to the good acts I do, um, every time I'm trying to justify myself, I feel like I'm comparing myself usually. Well, I'm just comparing myself. And when that happens, I'm usually comparing myself not to somebody who is either equal. It's usually somebody's. I see what you're doing, but I'm doing this. It's just a little bit more. And therefore, I feel like I've done enough because I'm doing a little mm-hmm. bit more. But when I look at it, mm-hmm. if I compare myself to anybody, I'm supposed to become more like Christ. Exactly. Yes. So in that case, and I, I see that, whoa, I don't measure up. Even here, I look at Priest Levite when we're talking about the story. I can see legalistically how the priest and Levite, why they wouldn't touch what they think is dead. Right. Because it would have made them unclean. Right. But then I look at the Samaritan, and he wasn't asking the question. And that's where it all comes full circle to me is he didn't ask the what could happen if I do this to me. He was asking if I was in that sh- if no, those shoes, what would I want somebody to do for me? Like right. he flipped it, the compassion side of it. And yeah. that right there says, I think there's a question Andy Stanley asked one of his lessons. He said, what does love require of me? 
And I think if I would come at any – not what's right and what's wrong, because I can justify right and wrong pretty That's easily. True. That's true. But if I ask the question, what does love require, then that goes a little bit farther because then I see I'm called and John – to love as Christ loved. If I love as Christ loved, that's sacrificial. Yeah. That means it's going to cost yeah. something. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. And with our packed lives, mm-hmm. it's hard to make space and time oh, to yeah. really walk with somebody. And yeah. frankly, it is hard to find those who want holistic help. Yeah. Often people want a quick fix. Mm. And you know, Christ is concerned about the whole person. Yeah. And that's what we want to give time toward is the loving the whole person well. Yeah. All right. Well, the Samaritan um, certainly demonstrated, as you already said, this mm. radical generosity. Uh, he he spent himself the time, the oil, the wine, yeah. the donkey, oh, yeah. got him some place, played for played the innkeeper. So all it was all about going the extra mile. And we looked at that verse quickly in passing that, you know, if somebody forces you, if a soldier mm. forces you to go to a mile, go the second mile. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. so what does that look like? I mean, do you do you know people who have done that? I usually, I guess, and we, I think, sometimes hold on pedestals missionaries because what they have done is, in a lot of ways, they have sacrificed the American dream. Absolutely. And therefore have said anything for the kingdom. Um, But one family in particular sticks out to me. It was a family down south that we we got to know when we were down there. And they had taken, they were basically, think of it like foster parents. And I'd say that's another great example. I have, you know, you've taken these kids in and you're helping in the situation. That's a longer demand, not a short term. Um, but this one family, they took in, and they were, they were a mentor parent to a single mom and her kids. And this, multiple kids, multiple fathers, just one of those situations. And they were trying to mentor this this woman along in how to handle your finances, how to deal with kids, etc. But it was to the point now where the, the kids sometimes would come over and stay over the night, and they would get them to school, and they'd help fund. And it was above and beyond the way it was day in, day out, trying to help a family to where I'm looking at you, you opened up your home. We're talking about this, opened up your home. You opened up your resources, your finances, your lives. And then to have the kid who you're helping reject you and then come back again and you helped him again. And I was like, that one, that's the one that sticks out to me is saying, when you again, go back to what does love require? You guys nailed it because even when the kid turned prodigal son went away from you and then came back, you were still willing, I'm going to go above and beyond yeah. and help. Didn't he do well then? When he came back, you all know the rest of the story. Well, that's it. As, as, as he has come back, they still stayed in touch. But I, would lo- I would love to wrap it with a bow. Yes. Who knows? I remember time. years ago being moved by uh, the former church I was at. There was a, a woman living with her five kids. The husband had abandoned mm. them, and they were all sleeping in the same bed, no heat. Oh, man. And a member of our church uh, founder and... You know, to this day, I mean, all those people eventually came to Christ, very effective in the life of the, life of the church and life of Christ. Yeah. Uh, two or three of the five kids went into ministry. Oh, and just all because of that investment made. But, you know, I remember Mike and, remember Mike and Rachel were members here, and they moved to Columbus, and uh, they, they, they were very blessed uh, materially. And so they bought an RV, and they take that RV to where homeless people are so they can get a shower and get a meal. Oh, yeah. I mean, just all on their own, without any church program, they just wanted to use their yeah. resource uh, resources to bless other people. That's pretty major. Most of us can't do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But we can do something, right? Mm. We can do something. Uh, this summer, a couple come to our church. They called me. They saw a woman on Facebook who was living in her car. 
And so they got involved with her and called me. What are some resources? What can we do? And yeah. is this wise? And I tried to give them some wisdom in doing that. And, and they went over and beyond just to get involved. And I've seen that through the years in ministry, the way people will go over and beyond the, the, the normal to yeah. do the radical thing. And I, I'm always humbled and so blessed by those stories. Well, hearing those stories, I even think then how can we as a church body be able to do this, like take some steps to do this, the same things and be la- more lavish, more generous in our gifts and giving. And, well, you uh, know, remember when, the, remember when the, the beggar was with Peter there in Acts and uh, you know, he wanted money. He wanted, he wanted money. Yeah, you remember it. <laughs> I he wanted money. Head, I cannot remember. And, remember, and Peter said, you know, what you want, I can't give you. But oh, I, yeah. what I do have, I'll give you yeah. in the name of Jesus. Get up. And so we cannot fix people's issues, right? Mm. But, you know, obviously we all have material things we can share. We, we always mm-hmm. can. But also, you know, in this world, we are robbed. People are robbed of their dignity and their worth and their value. I think even things like our time that we give, the eye contact we give, the ability to listen to them and to empathize with them, it, it also with whatever material blessing we give, that communicates hugely. It goes no. a long way. I'm not trying to get us away from getting involved materially in their lives. All I'm saying is... My tendency is to quickly give them something so I can go on to my ministry. And that is my ministry. Mm. And so I have to deal with it. Remember, that's a person creating God's image of inestimable worth that they have lost often through their life circumstances. Many of them are beaten down by life. Yeah. And they need to be know they're, know they're valuable and cherished and loved. And, and not only that God loves them, I need to tell them, you know, I love you too. And uh, we can miss that sometimes. Yeah. I'd say for, well, I would say for for me, to be more lavish on others, to be to give, give more. I think a lot of times I have to fight the poverty mentality of of there's not enough. So the, think of it. Do you remember the marshmallow thing, mm-hmm. the video with the kids eating marshmallows? Sure. Do you remember that? Sure. Where we're gonna wait and maybe you'll put more, and they grabbed it quick because they're yeah, afraid yeah. if I don't grab it now, yeah, I won't have it. Yeah, right. Um, and I think a lot of times I, I have to combat that to say, this is Matthew six. Don't worry. Don't worry. I know what you need, and I'll take care of you. That's what God's saying. And a lot of times I, I think, I look, if I give you this, then that means I can't do. It's the opportunity cost. I won't be able to do this, or I might not be able to do. Um, so I think my first initial response is I've got to kingdom first, not me first. I was just listening before we came to a, um, it was a speaking engagement by Robbie Zacharias, and he mentioned in there we as as Westerners, We've exchanged comfort for the cross. And I think I can get wrapped up. This Deuteronomy 6, you're going to see all the houses you didn't build and things you yeah. fields you didn't plant, and you're going to forget about God. And I feel like if I'm going to be more generous, I have to put God in his proper place to know that he will take mm-hmm. care of and provide for my needs. And if that's the case, if that's true, it will pour forth through my actions. Unfortunately, it doesn't always. Well, that doesn't mean that I, I, I can have the lifestyle I have yeah. plus do that. Yeah. I mean, think of think of where our money goes and what where can we say no to ourselves so that we can be generous. Yeah. We don't want see if, if if it doesn't affect our lifestyle, even our you know, our time 
and all that? Have we really given anything at all? Mm-hmm. And that's hard for mm-hmm. us to get to. It's hard for me to get to that. Yeah. I also want to say just a practical thing. When we're blessing people, just it's always good to give anything but money. And, and oh, yeah. you know, it's always wise. Like if somebody's hungry, take them to lunch, mm-hmm. you know, or if they need gas, then go to the gas station with them and fill their car up. You know, I'm only saying that because we're in an age of, of where addiction is a major problem and swallows yeah. up a lot of people. I'm not criticizing them for that. No, no. It just happens. And, uh, and and addicts don't want to be there. They just don't know how to get out. And we certainly don't want to fund that. Yeah. So the more we can do things um, in a non-monetary way but meeting the needs is always going to be a healthier way to bless people. Yeah. Uh, we, we had that same advice that was given to us from Lost Sheep Ministries in Knoxville. Mm-hmm. And they were saying the same thing. There, there's a drug problem there. Yeah. They're homeless going to come up. They're going to ask you for money. You never give them money. But if you want to give them some sort of, hey, here's a meal or here's some paper products, whatever they need. Yeah. And even those you have to be careful with nowadays. But sure. um, to be wise about with money, and I would say just another part of this is, um, you ever seen the movie What About Bob? Oh yeah, my favorite, one of my favorites. <laughs> Bill Murray is just so good, and one of the things he's trying to do is he tells him baby steps, Bob. Baby steps. Baby steps. Yeah, yeah, baby right. steps. And I think it, when it comes to this, I don't imagine you're going to go from zero to sixty just all of a sudden. I'm right. the most generous, and I'm right. doing. I have a feeling. Remember, you're still a work in progress, and God is still trying to form you into Christ. So as you're doing this. It's little things, incremental things, and it's eventually going to grow. But you got to allow God to, to do that and take hold of the opportunities. Yes, it's any part of your you f- you're feeding your generosity <laughs> spirit, right? That part that mm. God wants. You practice it, and as you practice it in small ways, yes. it just keeps getting better yeah. every time. Yeah. Great advice. Yeah. Sunday. Sunday. So, yeah, coming up this Sunday, if you guys haven't joined us, we would love and welcome you to come. Um, we are walking through some of Luke's gospel there, and we're going to be talking about fishers, doing a little fishing. Fishers, fishers of, of men. men. So. And who's teaching? A familiar text. It's Luke's sermon Sunday, and I've got a preview. I read it this morning. <laughs> it's a great sermon, and I can't wait to hear it Sunday. So, yeah, make sure you guys show up, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you next week. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. It's our desire for you to grow in your understanding of Christ's love as you partner with us in our mission to love all people to new life in Christ. If you have any questions about our church or would like to plan a visit with us, go to plainfieldchristian.com. If you would like to receive our podcast every week, we encourage you to subscribe to the Plainfield Christian Church podcast on whatever podcasting platform you prefer. Have a great week.